Before we begin, a quick message for the grown-ups. If you'd like to support our podcast, enjoy ad-free listening, unlock four bonus stories per month, and much, much more, you can join Coco Club. Subscribe in just two taps via the link in the show notes. But now, here's a quick word from our sponsors. Hello and welcome back to Coco Sleep, a brand new podcast of original children's bedtime stories designed to make bedtime a dream. Just talking to your adult for one second. If this podcast helps your little one sleep, please find the time to leave us a short review. It will help our stories reach more people and we'll be so grateful that you did. Wow, it's really not long now until Christmas. And here in England, there's one thing I long to see when I open my eyes every Christmas morning. But for me, it still hasn't happened yet. Can you guess what it is? It's white, very cold, and makes everything look beautiful. That's right, it's snow. Does it get cold and snow where you are? Or is it toasty all year long? Well, as you know, Coco the koala had a very cosy Christmas in the previous episode. And we thought you'd like to hear what the Jupiter twins are getting up to at this time of year. So, once again, we're leaving Sleepy Forest and travelling through snowy skies with Lily and Jake Jupiter, who were on a mission to help Santa. Their journey takes them through an enchanted forest, where they meet some delightful new friends. So, before I begin, relax into your bed, close your eyes, and imagine a winter wonderland, which is where we start this episode of The Jupiter Twins, A Snowy Night. By Gillian Rogerson. On an afternoon in late December, Lily and Jake Jupiter walked towards the hall of the Leora Academy. The twins entered the hall and looked around them in astonishment. The large room had been transformed into a magical winter wonderland. Dozens of students gazed in wonder at the spectacular sights which surrounded them. Snow-covered trees lined the edges of the room. They were festooned with glittering tinsel and strings of twinkling fairy lights. Delicate crystal baubles dangled from branches and swayed gently, making them jingle like bells. Upturned logs covered in light layers of shimmering frost were placed around the room and provided places to sit. In front of the logs were floating beams of polished wood upon which red and green dishes had been placed. The bowls contained a mouth-watering array of ripe, juicy fruit and glistening orbs of chocolate that were lightly dusted with gold icing sugar. 
knitted stockings drifted through the air, each one embroidered with the name of a student at the School of Magic. The stockings floated towards the snow-covered trees and affixed themselves to branches. Mouth-watering scents of spiced cake and freshly baked mince pies fragranced the air. Looking upwards, the twins saw a night sky blanketed with shimmering stars. A couple of fluffy white clouds moved across the sky, and a few seconds later, snowflakes began to fall from them. The sight of the falling snow caused gasps of amazement to come from the students. Instinctively, the pupils held their hands out to catch the first snowflakes. Delicate snowflakes landed in their open palms. The flakes twinkled for a moment before disappearing. The falling snow created a soft covering on the floor. The twins pressed their feet into it, hearing the light crunch of snow beneath their shoes. Just as swiftly as the snow had arrived, the falling flakes stopped. There was an audible sigh of dismay from the pupils, but it didn't last for long, because mugs of hot chocolate appeared before each person, ready to be taken into their hands. Lily took a hold of the mug in front of her and noticed it contained tiny marshmallows which bobbed on the surface of the chocolatey liquid. Looking over at Jake's cup, she saw that it contained a small mountain of whipped cream. Perfect, Jake announced. He took a sip of the drink, giving himself a white moustache in the process. The pupils in the room made their way to their log seats and sat down. Some cups were placed on the hovering tables, but most were kept cradled in hands. The head teacher, Dr. Eleanor Howard, entered the Wonderland. Her long navy hair was embellished with sparkling star-shaped gems. She was wearing a floor-length dress made of red velvet, edged with a silver sequin trim. Her sapphire eyes seemed to twinkle more than the stars in the navy sky above her. She looked around the room and smiled in appreciation. She told the students there would be no more lessons that day and they should enjoy their afternoon in the hall. She reassured them the snowfall would return every hour. Her gaze rested upon the twins, and she walked towards them. She bade them a good afternoon and asked if they could do something for them. She explained how a special friend of hers needed help of a magical nature. Dr. Howard cast a glance around the enchanted room and said, She didn't want to take the twins away from it, not if they didn't want to go, and it was a matter which could wait a little longer. The twins quickly shared a look of understanding. They never missed an opportunity 
to use their magical skills. Lily put her empty mug on the floating table in front of her and asked, What would you like us to do? Dr. Howard clicked her fingers and a faded red book appeared out of nowhere. She plucked it from the air and gave it to Lily. Return this to the library across the road, please. Wrap up warmly before you set off. You must ensure the book goes back on the correct shelf. The librarian will show you where to place it. From there, you will know what to do. With those puzzling last words, the head teacher left the hall. Lily looked at the red book cover. There were no words on it. She checked the spine, but that too was blank. Jake looked over her shoulder as Lily flicked through the pages. There wasn't a single word anywhere. They made a quick stop to their rooms to collect their coats. Bearing in mind Dr. Howard's words about wrapping up warm, they gathered their hats, scarves and gloves, even though the December weather was mild that day, with no hint of snow on the way. They left the school, crossed Calverley Street and entered Leeds Central Library. Once inside, They walked into the main lending area and looked around it. Lily whispered to Jake. There are three librarians. Which one should we talk to? Jake smiled and pointed to the left. That one. She's got wings, but they're very faint. Can you see them? Lily squinted as if that would help. A woman wearing a green dress was placing a book back onto the shelf in front of her. There was a light, shimmering haze across her back. Lily focused more and soon made out the shape of fluttering wings and came to the conclusion the librarian was a fairy. Supernatural beings of all kinds lived and worked around the city, but only those with magical abilities, like Jake and Lily, could see them. The twins crossed the room and approached the librarian. She heard their footsteps and turned around, a ready smile on her face. Before the twins could say a word, she put a finger to her lips and moved to the far side of the room. She stopped at a line of shelves. Lily and Jake followed her. Still silent, the librarian pointed to a narrow gap in the books before her. She gave the book in Lily's hand a pointed look and then, soundlessly, tapped the shelf. Lily carefully placed the book into the gap, 
not sure what to expect. The librarian gave her a satisfied smile and then walked away. The twins stared at the shelf. Now what? Lily asked quietly. The shelf of books slowly opened like a door. A cold breeze touched their cheeks, and a single snowflake fluttered through the opening and landed at their feet. The twins looked at each other and raised their eyebrows in question. Jake said, We should go through. Lily nodded. They walked through the opening and into the brightly lit tunnel. They walked along it. The carpet beneath their feet was soon replaced with a blanket of soft snow. They came to the end of the tunnel and discovered they were in a different world. The landscape in front of them consisted of rolling hills and tall mountains. A thick blanket of glistening snow lay over everything. A cable car was waiting for them. Its door opened, and the twins felt a rush of warm air coming from within it. They entered the carriage and walked to the front so that they could look at the picturesque panorama. The door to the cable car closed, and the vehicle set off along the suspended wire, which stretched out over the snowy fields and beyond the mountains. Lily and Jake rested their gloved hands on the window and took in the snowy landscape. The sky was full of fluffy snow-filled clouds, and, as if on cue, Flakes began to fall softly. Some landed on the window of the cable car and displayed their beautiful delicate patterns. The cable car moved smoothly towards the mountains and went over the top of them. On the other side was a small village that was illuminated with sparkling fairy lights and old-fashioned street lanterns. Cozy-looking homes circled a large lake that was frozen over. People, clad in colourful winter clothes, skated expertly across the glistening ice of the lake. Lily pressed her face against the window. Jake? Are those elves? Jake looked closer. They are. He spotted someone at the far side of the village. Lily, do you think Dr. Howard's friend, the one who needs help, might be Santa? Lily looked at her brother. Why are you asking that? Because he's sitting outside a house over there. Jake smiled. And he's waving at us. Lily put her attention on where Jack was looking. She broke into a smile. It is Santa. Jake, it's Santa. 
I know. And he's waving at us. I know. The cable car took them closer to the village and slowly descended to a small station not far from the lake. It came to a smooth stop when the door opened. The twins left the cable car and began to walk towards the village, uncertain as to why they were there. Their uncertainty didn't last long. The elves of the village stopped what they were doing and turned in the twins' direction. Jubilant calls of hello filled the air and arms were waved with great enthusiasm. Santa appeared behind the jolly owls and smiled at the twins. Merriment twinkled in his friendly eyes. He held his arms out. Jake, Lily, welcome. Dr Howard said you were on your way. It's an absolute delight to have you here. Before we get down to business, would you like some hot chocolate? The twins briefly wondered if there was such a thing as having too much hot chocolate in one day. They decided it wasn't, and so said yes please to Santa. Two elves swiftly appeared at the twins' side and handed them full mugs. Santa asked the twins to follow him to his workshop, where his sleigh was parked. As they walked across the soft snow, Lily and Jake looked left and right at the cheerful village. The snow glistened and glimmered like glitter. They felt like they'd landed in the middle of a beautiful Christmas card. They reached Santa's workshop and went inside. A huge red sleigh almost filled the area. Its polished gold runners sparkled under the light of the fairy lights that were strewn throughout the workshop. Santa moved closer to the sleigh and pointed to the red velvet seat inside. The material was threadbare and bits of shimmering stuffing were peeping out of various holes. Santa said, I should have had this fixed years ago, but I kept putting it off. Your head teacher visited me last month and saw the condition it was in. She said she knew just the people to help me fix it. He turned his smile on them. And here you are. Jake put his empty cup down on a shelf. Um, I'm not very good at sewing, but I'll give it a go. Santa chuckled, causing his tummy to wobble like a jelly. I don't need your sewing help, young Jake. It's your magical assistance I need. This velvet is a special one, and it comes from a robin who lives in the enchanted forest. If I give you the directions, 
Could you go there now and speak to the robin? You need to capture her song. Before the twins could ask Santa to explain further, a collection of chattering elves rushed into the workshop and asked for his help. Santa quickly gave the twins directions to the robin and thanked them for their help. The bewildered twins left the workshop and headed into the enchanted forest. Twinkling lights shone from every tree. The snow continued to fall softly. The sky began to darken and the stars shone more brightly. A heartwarming song filled the air. Lily tipped her head and said it sounded like a robin's song. They presently came upon a robin sitting on a branch of a tree. She stopped singing and looked at the twins. Her voice was light and melodic. Hello there, I've been expecting someone to call by at some point. Is your visit to do with the seat in Santa's sleigh? The twins nodded. Are you ready? The little bird asked. Lily and Jake didn't know what they were supposed to be ready for, but they nodded anyway. The robin began to sing a different song. Its tune was clear and joyful. The twins listened for a while half expecting something to happen. When it didn't, Jake whispered to Lily, Santa said we have to capture her song. I think I know a spell that will help us do that. Jake called to mind the spell and quietly said the words. The tune coming from the robin turned into visible lines of long, red threads, which twirled in the air. They were the same colour as the seat in Santa's sleigh. The robin's song continued and more threads appeared. The threads entwined with each other and formed a large ball of yarn. The bird glanced at the ball. She stopped singing and said there was enough material for a new seat covering to be woven. She told the twins to take the ball to the snoozy polar bear who lived on the other side of the river. She tipped her head in goodbye and flew away. Jake took the red ball from the air and put it in his pocket. The twins walked towards the river and crossed the wooden bridge which spanned it. Further along, they came across a friendly-looking polar bear who was leaning against the open door of her cottage. She welcomed the twins and said the robin had stopped by 
to say they were on their way. She smiled when Jake produced the ball of red threads and said there was more than enough for what they needed. She let out a small yawn and invited them inside. A large weaving loom was in the centre of the cosy home. The polar bear put a paw over her mouth to cover up another yawn. She apologised and explained she was ready for a nap, but would weave the threads into a velvet covering before taking to her bed. Seeing how tired the bear was, Lily said she and her brother could make the material using magic, and she knew of a spell that would help, and it was something they could do on their own if the bear wanted to have her rest now. The polar bear gave a sleepy smile of thanks and ambled away to her bed. The low sound of her snores soon echoed through the cottage. Lily brought forth the words of the spell and cast them towards the red ball of threads. The ball left Jake's hand and turned slowly in the air. The threads began to unwind and move towards the loom. They placed themselves evenly across it. A shuttle appeared and started to move back and forth across the threads. Lily clicked her fingers, and the shuttle moved faster, until it was a blur. The snow continued to fall outside. The polar bear's snores gently rumbled through the cottage. Soon, the shuttle came to a stop. The twins looked at the completed material. Jake nodded and said to his sister, Excellent job. Thank you, Lily replied. Let's take this back to Santa. They collected the material and rolled it up. They left the cottage and walked through the softly falling snow. They arrived back at Santa's workshop. His jolly face lit up with delight when he saw the folded material. He said it was perfect and asked if the twins could use more magic to place it into position. The twins worked together and used a combination of spells to remove the existing material and then replaced it with a new one. Once the new seat covering was in place, Santa warmly thanked the twins. With a twinkle in his eyes, he asked if they would like to test the new seat out on a flight back to their school. The astonished twins could only nod in reply. 
the reindeers were gathered and tethered to the sleigh. Jake and Lily climbed into the sleigh. Santa sat next to them and declared his new seat to be extremely comfy. Santa handed a rein to each twin and gave them the words which were needed to make the sleigh fly. Moments later, the sleigh lifted from the ground and moved out of the workshop. With the reindeers at the helm, the sleigh took to the night sky and flew over the softly lit village. The elves waved goodbye. Through the sparkling stars they flew. The snow continued to fall gently. One beautiful snowflake after another. Onwards they flew. The Leora Academy soon came into view. The sleigh flew over the streets of Leeds, where people were beginning to head home for the day. Santa told the twins he knew some magic too. He took a handful of sparkling glitter from his pocket and gave it to Lily and Jake. He told them to throw it into the sky. The twins did so. Fluffy, snow-filled clouds appeared in the dark blue sky. The snow began to fall, softly and gently. Glistening white snowflakes fluttering downwards. People stopped what they were doing and gazed upwards at the snow in wonder. Some held their hands out to catch a falling flake. More and more snow fell. The city was soon blanked in a sparkling blanket of snow, which glistened and glimmered like glitter. It turned the city look into a winter wonderland. The sleigh came to a rest at the back of the school, and the twins climbed out of it. Santa thanked the Jupiter twins for their help and wished them a Merry Christmas. The twins waved to Santa and the reindeers as they took to the sky again. It was a Christmas Jake and Lily would never forget. They went inside the school and the snow continued to fall softly through the night.